G'day and welcome to Partake. Today I want to talk about marriage. After the creation and mankind had rebelled against God, Genesis chapter 3 reports, God told the woman, I'll multiply your pains in childbirth, you'll give birth to your babies in pain, you'll want to please your husband, but he'll lord it over you. He told the man, Because you listened to your wife and ate from the tree that I commanded you not to eat from, don't eat from this tree, the very ground is cursed because of you. Getting food from the ground will be as painful as having babies is for your wife. Ouch. Perhaps no relationship epitomizes the entrance of sin into the world as that of marriage as we have just seen in that short Bible passage I've just read from Genesis chapter 3. I realise, of course, that this is a very sensitive area for some people. It is my aim to be as sensitive towards you as I can be, whilst remaining faithful to Scripture. What does the rest of the Bible have to say about marital relationships? Wives, you are to submit and respect your husbands, according to Colossians chapter 3, and 1 Peter chapter 3. However, submit in this context means how authority is given and received. It does not mean slavery, as has been used by males to their shame down through the centuries and also of our present day. Just as the word authority does not mean authoritarian, but rather it means headship. Why is it Why is this so? It is so because of the overwhelming lordship of Christ over all things and his headship over the man, according to Paul in Ephesians chapter 5. And I know that some men out there will be rubbing their hands with glee, goading their wife about, submit to me. However, husbands, you are to love and respect your wives. Again, according to Colossians 3 and also First Peter. So that does not mean bossing and domineering her. Rather, the love of the husband must contain three aspects according to Ephesians chapter 5. Where love is sacrificial, a giving unselfish love as Christ loved the church, then love is a sanctifying love. It is a love set apart from all others. And then thirdly, love is a satisfying love, where a love that satisfies both people. If the husband's love is sacrificial, sanctifying and satisfying, then the submission by the wife will be natural. So wives and husbands have mutual roles or parts to play in a marriage. But why did God institute marriage? Well, he established it for at least four reasons. Firstly, for mutual emotional needs, according to Genesis chapter 2. And then for mutual fulfilment of physical and sexual needs, writes Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 7. Thirdly, for the reason of procreation, whereby the birth of children populates and spreads humanity across the earth, in Genesis chapter 1. Fourth and finally, to fulfil mutual spiritual needs. Just as the husband and wife experience intimacy and life together, 
they also share in the submission to and love of Jesus Christ. As Paul wrote to the Ephesians, husbands are to love their wives as Jesus loves his church. So how did and does Jesus love the church? We have seen already that this love involves sacrifice, sanctification and satisfaction. But what other symbols of Jesus' relationship with the church do we have in the New Testament and thereby further illustrate this type of love? Jesus himself began the wonderful relationship that exists between himself and the church. The tremendous intimacies of this relationship are described seven times in the New Testament. Firstly, there's the shepherd and his sheep, emphasising both the warm leadership and protection given by Jesus to a helpless and dependent church and that can be found in the Gospel of John chapter 10 and then there's the vine and the branches which points out the necessity of all Christians to depend on Jesus for strength for strength to grow in John 15 then Jesus is the high priest and the church is a kingdom of priests stresses the joyful worship fellowship and service which the church gives to God through Jesus according to the book of Hebrews chapter 5 and then there's the where Jesus is the cornerstone and we are the building stones accentuating Jesus as the foundation of the church then there's the head and the many member body which is often used in the Bible to show the church is a living thing a living organism drawing its life from Jesus the head and each believer is unique and necessary to the growth of the whole church. And the last Adam and the new creation presents Jesus Christ as the beginning of a new creation of believers, just as Adam was of the old creation. And then finally, the bridegroom and the bride showing the intimate fellowship and co-ownership between Jesus and the church. For more to think about, please do read 1 Peter chapter 3 verses 1 to 7 ask yourself the following questions writing them down if you can and see how you respond or react to them why not share your husbands with your spouse so that you can pray over any issues together what areas of my marriage can I approve upon particularly in relation to the needs of my wife or husband if Jesus loves the church so much how much more should I love my partner and then thirdly how can I help and support others to improve their marriages as ever if you have any comments to make on this please do contact me at partake at hotmail.co.uk I would love to hear from you and if these are making any difference at all your continual Christian discipleship. Thank you.